So, Steve, literally minutes before we got this podcast started, something pretty uh, flyperbole-esque happened at the Dallas Stars-Vegas Golden Knights game in Dallas. Do you know what just happened? I do not know what just happened, Quiggs. I turned the game on a couple minutes ago. I've kind of had it half on while I'm setting up for the podcast. I'm dying to know. Okay, so just to forewarn you, this cannot be more flyperbole. Well, this the only one way, of the most unless it involves Guy Fieri, that's the only uh, Guy Fieri and maybe like new metal something. It's okay. the only way it could be possibly more flyperbole. Okay. So maybe it can be a little more flyperbole. I am Durston is- tonight though. So that I think is the new metal component. <laughs> I've got the red backwards hat on because it's a little warm in the house. Love that. That's a good fashion statement. So, all right. Basically at the Dallas Stars game, there was a photo tweeted out. With, and two two of the people in the photo were on the Jumbotron. I'm not sure about the third, but there was a photo that is on social media right now, the Twitters, the Instas, and it's of three people. Okay. They are from left to right. Actually, I'm going to go left, right, middle. Okay. Mike Tyson. All, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike, Mike Tyson rocking a Max Domi jersey. Okay. Okay. And then one. Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Also rocking a Max Domi jersey. And that's the proper Ric Flair woo coming out of us. I don't know what this bastardized version that you hear at stadiums is nowadays, but that's that's the proper Ric Flair woo. Woo! Woo! So we got Ric Flair also in a Max Domi jersey. And then in the middle, of course, just, uh, you know, um, a real Philadelphia legend Ty Domi. Somebody go fight that man. <laughs> I always forget the name of the Flyers fan who who leaned over to fight Ty Domi, but he's forever a hero. Yeah, oh, God. I, I mean, well, he tried to fight Ty Domi. It didn't quite... Uh, he's a hero for, for even well, trying, because Ty Domi... I, I, I've talked about this before on the show. Ty Domi was still... With one of the most cowardly fight performances I'd ever seen in my life. Ever seen... Sandy McCarthy wants to fight. Oh, yeah. Craig Berube wants to fight. And Ty Domi. Ty Domi just backs up for like 25 minutes. Just I'm like, come on, come on, bring it on. And then he gangs up on poor Adam Burt. Adam Burt never hurt a soul. And a guy was holding him down. And Ty Domi decides to start punching him. Coward. Ty Domi forever a coward. So, you know what? All respect lost for... Not, not that I had a ton of respect for Mike Tyson. But all respect lost for Mike Tyson and Ric Flair for teaming up with Ty Domi, noted coward Ty Domi. Well, you know what's the funniest thing about this photo? Ty Domi is the only one in the photo not wearing his son's jersey. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Everyone goofy. Everyone else is, not him. That is really goofy. And I that is that whole setup is so bizarre right there. Like, number one, Max Domi, not even the 10th most notable player on the ice in the series. No, not, not even, even close. close. Like not a difference maker. So to have two celebrities wearing his Jersey and not his own father is insane. I wonder if this was planned. Like 
days or weeks in advance by the stars or if this is just something like fuck we need to get fans involved let's get mike tyson and rick flair <laughs> we need the a-team in right now i i guess the the dallas i, I can't even call them the dallas all-stars because I, I don't know it's not number necessarily the number w- one and two people i think of when i think of dallas which by the way dallas sucks but i, I guess yes, that da- dak prescott was there also sucks but that is he's not a bigger celebrity than Ric Flair and Mike Tyson. It's just weird. And I guess this solidifies it. Go Knights. Wait, so Dak Prescott's at the game too? I don't know if he's there tonight, but he's, he's been at Dallas stars games before. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying he was there. I thought I saw him from the previous game, but maybe I could also be wrong. That could have just, but also Dak Prescott sucks. So it gives a shit. Yeah. If if he was there, Prescott, he's like the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) If he was there, that would explain why Dal- the stars are getting their shit kicked in pretty good. This series, so. <laughs> Currently, so the we bad, are recording. The bad juju from Dak is taking over the stars. You know, that loser mentality is just infectious. Yeah, it's really funny, honestly. So currently we're recording during the Knights stars game. So the Knights are up three Oh in the series at this point, it's the middle of the second period. The Knights are up two to one on the stars. And just last night, the other conference final ended in a sweep. The Cardiac Cats, the Carolina Panthers, the Panths, Panths. swept the Carolina Hurricanes inexplicably. An insane series that made very little sense because I think the Hurricane did the Hurricanes outshoot the Panthers in every game in that series? They had to. Like, so I don't know if they did, but like, <laughs> I know they outshot them handily in at least a few of those games. Like... They probably did outshoot them in every game. They probably did. The Carolina Let me Hurricanes. Let go back and look, actually. The Hurricanes played their game, and they got swept. And it's it just because Sergei Bobrovsky has just come alive. Bob lives. Bobrovsky is back on the force. I don't know what happened. I don't know what blood sacrifice he made. But Bob is back, baby. And he's crushing it. He's absolutely crushing it. He was just a brick wall in this series. And the Carol- the Florida Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup final because Sergei Bobrovsky has been resurrected. And also because Matthew Kachuk has been everything. Unbelievable. The Panthers wanted in that trade. Like, they made a big swing when they traded Huberto. And I know we talked about this last week, but it can't be said enough just how big a trade that was, both attitude-wise. Like, look... I, I saw a hilarious tweet from, oh my God, who was the player? It was like a, a role player. It was just like, oh, you, you guys better take notice because they're winning because of toughness and grit. It's like, no, Matthew Kachuk's a fucking awesome hockey player. He's super talented. Right. Uh, is he grittier than Jonathan Huberdeau? Yeah, he is. He's a little, he's much more of a badass than Huberdeau, but Kachuk is an amazingly skilled player and he wouldn't score those game winning goals, which, what did he have? Two overtime goals in that series? Uh, I believe he did. Yes. Just unbelievable. But he doesn't score those without the skill level that he has. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like, and he's been just stepping up at the exact right time. And dude, he is just, he's unbelievable, man. He's, he's legit. One of my favorite players in the entire NHL right now. I love Matthew Kachuk so much. I cannot stand that the Flyers didn't even attempt to be involved. It's too in hard. The, it's hard to be a in, GM. in the trade for him. Like I truly cannot believe it. It's hard, man. It is hard. It's tough. What's the sound of the Panthers going to the Stanley Cup final? Kachuk. 
Kachuk. Kachuk. It's wild, though, man. I actually have confirmation here. The Carolina Hurricanes outshot the Panthers in every single one of their games. <laughs> the closest game, the closest in terms of shots, shot differential, was game one of the series. Which was one of Carolina, the longest games in NHL history. Yeah. So Carolina outshot Florida 65-60. to 60, And that was the closest it was the entire series. The Jeez. next game, Carolina outshot Florida 38-26. to 26. Game after that, they outshot them 32-17. And then in game four, 32, they 17. Them. Oh my yeah. God. And then game four, they outshot them 39, 24. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, like that. And they didn't get a single win. It doesn't make any sense. And so Rod Brindamore, Rod the Bod, big fan, came out and said that basically like while it was technically a sweep, it really wasn't a sweep because those were all close games and those numbers really back up what he said. And I know Rod the Bod was getting dunked on for that quote because people have to take everything too damn literally. But, you know, you and I were discussing this. We agree with what he said. I mean, Carolina played their game and basically just because Bob just rediscovered who he was. He found his mojo, baby. I can't believe I made a fucking Austin Powers reference in the year 2023, <laughs> but here we are. But Bob, I, Bob just shut him down and the, the hurricanes did their thing. It just, I don't know, man. Like the playoffs are crazy. Like, yes, factually they got swept. That is a fact. The Carolina hurricanes got swept by the Florida Panthers. But if you're talking about like, normally when there's a sweep, like one team is clearly, clearly worse, way worse, significantly worse than the other team. That was not the case in this series at all. Like Carolina was just as good as Florida, if not better. In terms of play driving, they were most certainly better. And this is definitely going to be one of those series that makes the analytics community like, you know, absolutely just lose their minds. Like how did Carolina lose? Um, but this is just one. This is one of those series that you can chalk up to. You have to have good goaltending and good defense. Even if you allow a lot of shots on goal, as long as those shots on goal are from low danger areas, you're going to be fine. You know, and that's what it came down to. And like, I feel like Florida just kind of held Carolina to low danger opportunities, and that's kind of what made the difference. And then Florida also got very lucky in overtime periods, which has kind of been a theme for them this entire pro season. Oh, for sure. They got lucky. And well, and to give credit where credit's due, Matthew Kachuk came through in the clutch. And I know you, <laughs> yes, can't, he did. you can't really like make a statistic for clutch, except for having no. two overtime goals in a series to win games. Like that's as clutch as you're going to get. Again, I know you can't really like quantify clutch, but Listen, they got the clutch goals. They got the goals that mattered the most, and they're the ones going to the Stanley Cup final. So good for the Cats, and they're an exciting team. I think it's going to be a lot of fun when Vegas ends up playing against them, and I'm being a little presumptive, I know, but I I don't know. I just don't feel like the Dallas Stars, especially with Jamie Benn out for two games, are really going to be able to mount a full three-game comeback. No, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's not happening. Four games in a row. You know, that's it's happened yeah. like, what, three times in NHL history and the Bruins suck. But 
it's it's not it's probably not going to happen. I am not betting on it happening. I will say that much. And it's funny because it would be fun. Be a lot it of won't fun. happen. Be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a fun Cup final, regardless of what other team gets in. But it's probably going to be Vegas. And it's very interesting that last week we were giving some loose predictions and what we thought would happen, and each of us got one right. I said Vegas was my pick in the West. And you went with the Panthers in the East. And, you know, with our powers combined, we have picked a Stanley Cup final. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, what was my explanation for? Oh, yeah. For Dallas, I said that. I, I said, how is Vegas going to beat Jake Ottinger? And it turns out they're just destroying him right now. Like, Ottinger is just fighting it right now he's having a very bad time well and you had a great point where you were talking about like not having faith in aiden hill because yeah who the hell is aiden hill but right apparently aiden hill is good enough to win a series over the dallas stars at least he is so far and he's been he's been crushing it and goaltending is what it comes down to man like bobrovsky coming out of nowhere is the difference between florida last year and this year Okay, so now that you bring up Bob, I want to ask you, um, because at this point, it's basically, it's pretty much a lock. Like, it's as close as a lock as it can be. It's going to be Florida versus Vegas, more than likely. Who do you think should win the Conn Smythe? For, like, for each team. Who do you think should win the Conn Smythe for the cup final between Florida and Vegas? I mean, right now, the guy, the two guys with the numbers, it's either Bobrovsky or it's Kachuk, because... Well, let me see. I haven't looked at the stats recently, and Dallas just tied it up. There we go. Was that Robertson? I don't know. I think I have Robertson. the I have the game on in the other room. Oh, I'm okay. not watching it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think Jason Robertson just uh, tied this up for the Dallas Stars. So pretty, pretty damn good game so far. But uh, I'm trying to pull up the the stats leaders for the playoffs so far. But without even looking at the latest stats leaders, like. I feel like Vegas has had a much more balanced effort where they haven't really been too top heavy. Whereas Kachuk is probably the leader amongst active. No, uh, Dallas Rupe hints is the active points leader. Kachuk is number two with 21. So Kachuk going into the Stanley cup final will be the clear points leader. And I mean, but Bobrovsky is probably my pick because I don't, I don't think there's any chance in hell the Florida beats the Carolina Hurricanes if Bobrovsky isn't as good as he was. And also, you could argue that without Kachuk, the Panthers don't even win the series. Sure, he's the guy who he, literally mean, scored the goals. He scored the two overtime winning goals, and then he scored basically the game. You might as well count it as an overtime goal. When he scored in game four for the sweep with what was it like four seconds left in the third period and he scored to win it. So, like, oh, that was crazy, man. Amazing. And then his celebration, he gets on his knees, he's sliding to set through the neutral zone. And like, then they review for the, the, uh, the goal for goalie interference and they say, goal counts, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the, they get this awesome shot. What was it, TNT? Yeah, TNT gets this amazing shot of Kachuk on the bench, just like his head's down and he's sitting on the bench and he's just like, yes, yeah, like he's going crazy. And like, and their coverage, by the way, has been great. TNT great. It's really good. Really has stepped up the, the coverage in a way that the NHL has desperately needed for years. And I really wish ESPN would just copy 
everything they're doing because it is just so damn good. I like P.K. Subban on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Personality-wise. Most of the wise, others aren't that great. Oh, yeah, yeah, But person, like, personality-wise, P.K. Subban's great. But I'm even just talking about the presentation of the game. Like, I think TNT's just got great directors. I think yeah, their on-ice yeah. graphics are great. The fucking power play clock. I can't get over how simple yet fantastic that idea is of just having an on-ice graphic showing how much time is on the power play so I don't have yeah. to look away from the action. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. I remember when they first like introduced that, I was like, oh, okay. All right, TNT, mind. I see it. Blew my mind. And it's and they're, I feel like they're the ones coming up with innovations in a way that ESPN has not been. So I look forward to TNT continuing to do that. Yeah. And they're yeah. just fun. Like, you know, obviously there's some some issues with some of their personnel in studio with people because, you know, Biz is a very divisive personality. But objectively speaking about what they do in the studio, they just have fun, man. They do fun stuff. They do informative stuff. Like, their studio show, and it's always been the case with the NBA for them. So it's great to see something for the NHL that does embrace that level of, of fun and creativity and something new and feel fresh. Right. And Liam McHugh is a pro too. Liam McHugh has really... been doing it for years and it's good to yeah. see him actually get to let loose a little bit and have some fun. Cause I feel like all these NHL shows are so buttoned up. Right. Yeah. He's like having a legit great time. And see, that's the thing that kind of separates TNT is you watch their NBA coverage and they are having the best time of their lives. Like you got Chuck, you got Shaq. I mean, they're having so much fun just roasting each other and then also talking about basketball. And then I'm one of my favorite recurring themes from the um, hockey coverage from TNT this season has been um, biz talking to like players and like specifically Ryan Reeves just dunking on Biz and everyone's laughing at him on like on set oh, it's on great. live TV. It's great. It's and so I can't funny. wait for and, by the way, Ryan Reeves to end up on one of these shows because he's gonna be great too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he he has to. Right? He has like to. he has to be in he the media after he plays. So And Henrik Lundquist, like incorporating Henrik Lundquist, such a great Oh, movie. what a handsome man. Yeah. This is this is a man who was made for T V hockey coverage. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I, could you imagine if they had PK on TNT? Oh, it wouldn't even be that a would contest. Be good. Game over. That would be good. I would give yeah. them all the rights tomorrow if I could. But, you know. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, but they, they also have their very, very lucrative NBA deal. And I'm sure they're going to keep doing that because it's worked out great for them. But you know what? Hey, right. as long as they're around doing that, I just wish they had the cup final every year. And they, I believe they have the cup final this year. Yes, they do. Which is great. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun whenever the Knights end up playing the Panthers in this series. So, uh, you know, early thoughts on that. Cause again, I am going to be presumptive and say that's going to be the series. Are we thinking the Florida Panthers bring it home to South beach? I'm, I'm going to say Florida, which means it's definitely going to be Vegas. <laughs> I'm feeling Florida right now too. I really am. I'm feeling Florida because I, I, I think Matthew Kachuk is the best player in this in like still playing hockey right now. I agree. I think Eichel's been very good for Vegas. Eichel's been great. But I think Kachuk's been the best player, and I think Bobrovsky's been the best goaltender. I think the I think where Vegas has the edge, even though even though Florida has the edge in goaltending, I think Vegas has the the edge in depth. I think depth and coaching. 
yes, I would agree with that. Because, um, I mean, you got Mark Stone. You got William Carlson, Jonathan Marcheseau, Jack Eichel. Mark Stone is Shea so Theodore. just like low-key good. He's that Sean Couturier chestnut checkers player. He's fantastic. Yeah. I remember when I was living in Vegas at the time the Knights traded for him. And I've never seen a city like just kind of like gas up a player that they traded for quite like the Golden Knights did. Like the entire city had Mark Stone's face all the entire strip. Mark Stone's face was everywhere. Welcome to Vegas, Mark Stone, this, that, and the other, their practice facility. Like they were going crazy and it, it legit felt like they had just traded for like Sidney Crosby or some shit. Like they, (laughs) they were just going crazy for Mark Stone and they were so excited to have him. And the fans were excited for him to be a golden Knight. And then lo and behold, he, he like officially starts playing for Vegas and he's as good as advertised, if not better. Like, I think he's been playing the best hockey of his career with Vegas. No, he's been fantastic for them. And I'm, I'm glad he got away from that incident with Ben the other night, pretty unscathed. Oh, what the hell was Jordy or uh, Jordy? Jamie Ben thinking? Man, what talk about like a, a Lindros brothers or a Primo brothers level of talent drop off. I, I just like, I really want to know what was going through his mind there. Like, I truly wonder if he just blacked out and then they called him for the penalties. Like what I do. Then he went back and went, like, Oh yeah, that wasn't good. I don't think he was thinking in that moment. No, no, that's he couldn't pure caveman bloodlust right there. I feel like he was like trying to, you know, prove a point early in the game. Like, Hey, we're not going to be pushed around. We're still in this series. We're going to like, we're coming back and we're going to impose our will upon you. And then that's what happened. And it's like, dude, (laughs) you just, you got to be more careful. Ruined it for your whole team. It's just like hockey's, Hockey's a sport where I am amazed that horrible stuff doesn't happen more often because we're talking about a sport with sticks and blades and slippery ass ice and just people going 90 miles an hour, you know, like pucks going a hundred miles an hour. There's just so much that could go wrong at any given moment in a hockey right. game. And, you know, like, I mean, there wasn't there a guy who recently, I'm trying to remember who was, uh, oh, it was uh, Petrangelo, who fucking swung his stick around like a sword pretty oh, recently. Yeah. You know, like, it's just irresponsible like shit. Yeah, I always think of Malkin. Malkin's like the king of that shit. Malkin oh, loves yeah. to just swing his sword stick around and fuck with people. And you just can't be irresponsible like that. His game is too dangerous already. You can't be adding to that. And I think Ben Ben admitted to knowing better. He knows what he did. But that's a huge loss for this team. And they really could use him tonight. Yeah. No, I mean, he's the captain of the team. He's the heart and soul in the locker room. And um, it's just... My God. All right. This is unrelated, but like I'm watching this second goal for Vegas in the Dallas uh, uh, Golden Knights game. And Ryan Suter is atrocious right now. Like, <laughs> I know you're enjoying that. I dude, I hated watching him when I was covering the wild so much. And like seeing him be this bad is like, he has to just quit. <laughs> like he has to retire soon. Like, please, for everyone's well-being, please 
retire, Ryan Suter. What is contract is he on currently? I, I actually don't know what his current situation is. Because I know he was bought out by the Wild. But let me see. Okay, so he is still on the contract that our old friend Chuck Fletcher signed him to. Chuck it two trades, way, baby! Way, way, way back. Back in, when was, I think it was the 2012 season he signed it? I thought he was bought um, out for some reason. Well, he was. He was bought out by, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, how does that work? I think he gets paid under that contract, but I don't think he, he that's his active cap hit. For the contract. That's right. So okay. yeah, I, I'm looking at it now. So he signed a four-year, 14.6 mil contract with the Stars That's right. in 21-22. So he's got one more season. Wait, was it one more? No, he's got uh, two, two more. more seasons. So he's got 23-24 and 24-25 at a 3.6 cap hit. So it's not the end of the world, but, you know. It's not that bad. But, like, it, like they have to, at the very least, put him on the third pair. Because, like... They're giving him way too many minutes, and it's literally costing them many goals against. So, yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah, but he, like he signed a thirteen-year deal with the Minnesota Wild back in twelve thirteen, that was paying him seven point five mil through twenty four twenty five. Chucky two treads, baby. Under the buyout, he is getting paid until twenty eight twenty nine. And it's costing the Minnesota Wild. So it's a cap hit uh, 7.3 mil for next season, 7.3 mil for 24-25, and then only $833,333 for the remaining four seasons. It's pretty bad. Not great, Bob. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. I want to see – now I want to check out the situation for Zach Parisi. Because he was signed to an identical contract. Well, I'm sure the buyout's the same because yeah. they had the same contract. Could you imagine having 14 million of your salary cap being allocated to two players who don't play for you anymore, and you can't do anything about it? Like that's just thankfully that's most of is. the Flyers buyouts have have been after lockouts. Where they didn't have to worry about, you know, having it as a cap hit. Right. As we all know, Ilya Brzgalov is getting paid until 2027. I cannot believe. Almost $15 million are going to Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. Uh, what are the Minnesota? Oh, man. Like, it's... They had to. They had to do this. Because, like... It makes they sense. Keep, I just, yeah, I, mean, I would really hate it if I, was, anymore. if I was a fan of that hockey team. And believe me, I'm a fan of a hockey team that hasn't had cap space for years. And you can't really look at a player that makes any justification for that being the case. No, no, not at all. I, I look at the Flyers roster. I mean, I don't look at it right now very often, but during the season, I look at it every week on cap friendly and I go, how don't they have cap space? This doesn't make sense. Everyone's hurt. Everybody's hurt. And the players that aren't hurt are just <laughs> immovable. I'm I'm really hoping that Danny Briere and Keith Jones have uh, heard us on this front and are taking notes on how to proceed and <laughs> taking action to you know, make sure that if we're going to spend all of the cap space, we spend it on players that are good and not bad. 
I, I'm still looking at this Nick Delorier contract and seeing the Jesus. modified no trades no modified no trade clause there is just sending me once again. How did he give him a no trade clause? I need to know that. Like I I, I wonder that constantly still in all time bsh radio live moment when that nick delorier contract i think you broke that news too yes i did broke our (laughs) brains broke our collective brains and i just wanted to say real quick on the topic of jonesy our own bill Matz and killy kelly hinkle killy hinkle (laughs) killy killy hinkle killy amal hinkle number one metallica fan uh kelly hinkle and bill Matz spoke with jonesy earlier this week great interview be sure to check that out great get by bill and i think there's another really great get coming up so stay tuned for that folks tangy tent coming your way from bsh radio let me tell you but getting back to i don't know do we want to talk about the flyers you want to keep talking about the minnesota wilds cap hit for the rest of time what do we want to talk about? Well, I about? don't want to talk about the Wilds cap hit because that's depressing. I also don't want to talk about the Flyers because that's equally, if not more, depressing. <laughs> what else? I don't know. What else could we talk about here? I mean, well, all right. So here's kind of my my last question for you regarding... Right, we were talking about the Con Smythe. So do you think it's possible... Because, all right, let me just preface this by saying, I think one of the most slept on players in this playoffs right now, and I shouldn't say slept on because he's made a huge impact, but I feel like people are forgetting just how good Jonathan Marcheseau has been. Like, he's been phenomenal the entire playoffs, especially in this, the, uh, the last couple series. And if he keeps playing the way he is, I think he has to be considered for the um con Smythe too so i wonder if jonathan marcia show is not only a tough name to pronounce but also too <laughs> subtle a player for such things because the con Smythe tends to go to flashier players and uh march so has been good and again my apologies so i've always I mean, had he's a, a pretty flashy him. guy he is he scores lots of goals he does. I don't know, though. Like, he just doesn't feel like one of those guys. And I don't know what it is. I could be wrong here. But he's got 13 points right now, uh, 12th in playoff scoring. Uh, you've got Eichel and Stone ahead of him. And, again, I know it's not fair, but people do tend to look at points first before yeah. everything else when they are talking about the Smythe. So, I mean, Bobrovsky, I think, is clearly up there. I don't think Aiden Hill's played enough games to be considered. No, I don't think so. That said, if the Knights win the Stanley Cup final and he stands on his head, there's a very real chance. Uh, I would say Eichel and Stone are probably your front runners from the Knights right now. So I'd probably say it's like Kachuk and Bobrovsky are probably tied at the top. And then you probably have Eichel and Stone kind of tied. And then maybe Verhage and then Marchessa. I got to say. Or maybe Barkoff's up there, too. But I think Barkoff's way behind Kachuk and Verhage. I say way, but, like, Barkoff's, like... I think somebody had sent me a tweet the other day saying, do we consider Barkoff rated now? Yeah, really. It was, okay, it was uh, Steve from the Way Out of Here podcast said, Barkoff, officially upgraded to rated. I really laughed about that. Craig and I used to often joke about just how everybody would call... Uh, Alexander Barkov, the most underrated player in the league. He's so underrated. The guy's scoring 90 points a year. I don't think anybody's underrating him, but I'll hang no up and is, listen. Yeah. 
One thing I just thought about, do you think the fact that Bob didn't start the playoffs as the starting goalie could hurt his Conn Smythe chances? Yeah, I think it could. I think because like Alex Lyon pretty much took his job until Alex Lyon stopped, you know, this miracle run. Right. Until Alex Lyon remembered he was Alex Lyon. Right. And then Bob came back in. Alex Lyon, but the ceiling on that guy is very low. He got the Panthers to the playoffs. He did. Like, he's the sole reason why they are in the playoffs right I'm, now. I'm stunned to say it, but he did. And just be, I watched a lot of Alex Lyon, and I'm very surprised that we're even talking about him. It, it's just like the Hamburglar situation from all those years ago. Robble, robble, robble. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I like honestly at this point I I didn't even I totally forgot that Bob didn't start the playoffs until just now, so now I'm giving the edge to to Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk, because he's been like the heart and soul of the Panthers in this entire run. Like in the first series against uh, Boston, I remember they won in Boston. He was like, "Remember this room, boys, because we're coming back here for Game Seven. And then they willed themselves back into it. He's that and dude. He just seems he seems just like the the entire spirit of that team. He's that dude. He is that dude. No, big fan of Kachuk. I, 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 you know what? Yeah. After talking about, I think he's the front runner, but I think Bobrovsky's really got to be up there, man. He has stepped in there and oh, he's yeah. just been yeah. rock solid in a way that has not been expected of that team. And I still can't believe what he did to the Hurricanes. I mean, the Hurricanes really did play Hurricanes hockey and they got fucking swept. It's crazy to think about. I think the question now becomes, can Bob continue playing at this level? Because, like, his big issue has always been consistency. Can he keep this going for one more round? And can he do it well enough to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Against a good team. Like, Vegas does not fuck around. I would love... I've never really had a desire to go to Vegas, but if they won the Cup... I would love to be there for whatever the fuck their cup parade looks like. Oh my God. I can't even begin to imagine. Like just, it would be ridiculous in ways that are indescribable. I gotta say like, <sighs> all right. I was going to say something crazy. I'm not going to say it cause it's just not true. What were you but... going to say? I, I got to know now. You can't just throw that uh, out there and not expect me to so, ask. All right. So what I was going to say was that parade might rival the Eagles Super Bowl parade, but that's not not going to happen. Like, there's no possible way. The Eagles um, because... Super Bowl parade basically was what it was because of years of just pent-up Eagles rage. It, the feelings, right. the vibes would not be the same because... But, like, it would be crazy in a different way. It would be crazy yeah. in the Vegas way. It would just... Like, there's Philly crazy. There's Vegas crazy. Like every city's got its own level of crazy. LA has got its own level of crazy. Like Philly crazy is just a drunken, debaucherous, greased pole climbing, horse shit eating kind of time. Whereas like Vegas, you got that glitch. You got that glam. You got that like gaudiness, you know? Well, also keep in mind that Vegas is an extremely drunk city as well. It is an extremely drunk and- city. You want to, like, listen, and I'm not trying to, like, dunk on... There are beautiful people from Vegas. I lived there. Um, But there's also a lot of... uh, 
scum of the earth types who live in Las Vegas. So like there will be a lot of characters at the parade. There will be a lot of alcohol at the parade. It would be a ton of chaos. And a lot of people would, because most of the time locals avoid the strip like it's the plague. They want nothing to do with the strip for obvious reasons. But all the locals who are fans of the Golden Knights would all converge right there that one day on the strip to see the Golden Knights parade. And like, I really feel like it would be a lot of people. Like, I feel like the overwhelming majority of people in Vegas would probably take the day off from work. Why it'd be cool is we've never seen a sports parade in Vegas. This It's literally yeah. unprecedented. Like, there, I mean, we've never seen one for... Have the has the WNBA team in Vegas won before? I don't actually know. They did, and I think I remember their parade being pretty awesome. Okay, so I, you know what? I'm wrong, and I'll kick myself for it. I'm the asshole. I'm the problem. It's me. I guess we haven't seen one for one of the major men's sports. All right? I'm a piece of shit. I fully acknowledge this. But... <laughs> Uh, I would be very interested to see what a Golden Knights parade would look like. I think it would be a shit show in the best imaginable way, and I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that. So I have a picture here of the Las Vegas Aces parade, and the streets are, like, lined up with a ton of people. And that's the Las Vegas Aces. Like... They were not here before the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights came first. The Golden Knights own Vegas. Like, the Raiders don't even own Vegas. The Golden Knights own that city. The Raiders. No, the Raiders, they're fucking imposters. They don't belong there. Just like the athletics don't belong there. Keep the athletics in Oakland. What are we doing? Fuck. I don't know. I hate it. I hate it, too. I can't stand it. I hate it, too. Like, I know Vegas is the new shiny toy because the Golden Knights' success, but, like, please be rational. Bring the ace back to Philly. Fuck it. Bring them back. Yeah. That's where they're from. They were the... Why not? We got wrong. We got rid of the wrong franchise, okay? The Phils... The Phils were the losers. They should have gone. We should have the Athletics. They were big-time winners. What the hell? <laughs> At least they were. Is it, They've been oh, yeah. hilariously horrible the last however long. Well, they you know, they had their money ball phase where they were pretty good, but they couldn't afford anybody good. And then they had their whatever the fuck this is phase where, well, you know, they, they're basically a homeless franchise, much like our beloved Arizona coyotes, or at least Gary's beloved Arizona coyotes. And yeah, no, I I would be very interested to see the Vegas parade. I'm also curious to see if not only this current run, but if they won a cup would have any effect on the Panthers popularity, because this is a franchise that's been pretty thoroughly mocked for, their attendance yeah. and their popularity and where they are. And I remember when that rapper might may or may not have been having sex up in one of their luxury suites. The one time Oh, Kodak black, yeah. that was amazing. That was amazing. I mean, they need to do that every game, but that, <laughs> they need to get him to come the, every game. The rally hump. Yeah, no dude. I mean, people will start showing up to every F- Florida Panthers game. If Kodak black is doing that every day, <laughs> but the, you know, the, the Panthers are not exactly, they're not quite the coyotes. But no. they're a little bit mocked for their their fandom and for their attendance and everything. So I wonder if this could have a really positive impact on hockey in Florida. And 
you know, see maybe a stronger fan base moving forward. Because sometimes that's all it takes is a good run in the playoffs to really drum up support for the team. I got to give a lot of credit to the Panthers fan base because, like, attendance has been an issue for the Panthers in the past. They, you know, we whenever you'd go to Florida, you'd see, like, you know, it looked like half the stadium was empty um, or half the arena was empty. And these playoffs, and honestly, a lot of this season, they have been showing out. And the playoffs, they've been incredible. Like, it's been an electric atmosphere in there the entire playoffs. So, especially now, like, they're going nuts. And I would love to see Matthew Kachuk because that's what – I feel like that's what Florida's needed. They've needed a – they've had elite skill down there. They've had Barkov. They've had – um uh, Roberto Luongo, like they've had amazing players in the past, but like they've never had a player like Matthew Kachuk. And I feel like if you want to kind of up the popularity of a sport in a certain city, players like Matthew Kachuk are what will accelerate that happening. Like you need to have someone who's going to steal headlines and like rally the troops and be like the heart and soul guy that not only is the heart and soul for the team, but the city too for that team. So I think, honestly, I think, I just think Matthew Kajak is so important, not for the Florida Panthers, but hockey in Florida at large. Yeah. I mean, he's a thrilling, exciting player. And it's, it's funny because Florida, the Miami area has two franchises really supported by players like that because Jimmy Butler has been absolutely crushing it for the Miami heat. Not so much tonight, the heat are down 20 to the Celtics right now, but he's been amazing for them. And he's been just trash talking left and right. And he is Miami heat basketball right now. And it's so funny to think about how different that is than a few years ago when it was LeBron with the fucking decision and the big three with Dwayne Wade and everything noted the cube host Dwayne Wade, D Wade, why do you suck so much? Ha ha ha. The cube is so (laughs) weird, but it's, you know, right now they've got these guys like Kachuk and Butler, these like brash, like, fun guys that are just you know great for sports in that town which in in general florida and miami in particular are not like great pro sports towns they are much more the south in general tends to be a lot more college sports specifically like florida atlanta alabama arkansas like those areas are really strong with college and you know it's cool to see a couple different pro sports teams have big moments for them right now did you see the photo of Jimmy Butler rocking the Matthew Kachuk jersey at practice? I did. That was great. It's awesome. Jimmy Buckets like, is awesome. Have you heard the rumor? Emily brought this rumor to my attention. Have you heard the rumor that uh, Jimmy Butler is uh, Michael Jordan's secret son? <laughs> no, no, but I believe it. I saw a Photoshop the other day. And by photo, I'm using Photoshop very loosely here. Somebody clearly just like MS painted like his hair into oblivion and just basically had like, what if Jimmy Butler was bald? And they put it side by side with, uh, <laughs> with Michael Jordan. And they're like, Hmm. And then I was interested. I, I saw this on Instagram when I was just scrolling through, you know, you have that like discover page on Instagram. Right, and yeah. I looked and you could see when somebody you followed likes that. And the post that I saw was liked by Jimmy Rollins, former Phillies, great Jimmy Rollins. I was cracking up. 
So your discover page on Insta is vastly different from my discover page. <laughs> on my dis- on my discover page, I have three things that come up. What's that? I either have videos of people cutting into steak. <laughs> Wait, I am not surprised by that in the slightest. Videos of people cutting into steak. Cut my videos steak people... into pieces. <laughs> videos of people slicing a pizza and then pulling the slice away from the pizza as the cheese strings kind of slowly. Oh, I'm very familiar with the, the cheese porn there. So that, and then um, Orca videos <laughs> and um, Bernie's Mountain Dog videos. Oh, the puppies. oh the Bernie. Puppy Ber- Bernie's Mountain Dog. Wow, dogs. Bernie's Mountain Dog puppies, huh? I wonder what it'd be like to have a dog like that as a puppy, you know, in, in your I know, home. Steve. That's got to be, huh? Yeah. I wonder if, who I could talk to. In your that. home that you now own. Imagine that. Yeah. What a, what a week wow. it's been for me. How about that? It, it has been a week. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It's very terrifying. And folks, if you're in the not in the know here, I I did purchase a home this week, which is number one. It's weird timing because like it, you hear a lot of grousing about the housing market. And I guess I just lucked out. I'm very happy uh, staying in South Philadelphia, but I am moving away from South Philly Sal and our friend, the rat. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of our friend, the rats to find out there, but uh, you know, <laughs> there will be a lot. Yeah. But South Philly Sal, I'm uh, moving to a little bit of a different neighborhood. So it's a, uh, it's exciting. I am excited for home ownership, but also absolutely terrified. But in about a month, we will be getting a little, a little Bernie Doodle puppy, and I am very excited to bring the sucker home and post pictures of him on the net. And he'll be basically the new flight mascot, and we're all very excited. Are we gonna get a new logo? No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep the rat. our friend the rat is eternal. Okay. Okay, good. Our friend the rat does not change. Okay, Casey made an all-time logo. Okay, so number one, Casey's logo is just so good. I would never think about changing it. And on top of that, like the story is so good. And also, I will never stop laughing about that woman at the Flyers Carnival who picked oh, up yeah. the sticker <laughs> and went, Ooh! What do you think? It's a real rat lady? What are you doing? It's a cartoon rat. <laughs> it's a cartoon rat. She put it down like it had the plague. <laughs> the actual plague. Like, lady. What are you thinking? Use your two brain cells to f- to follow the breadcrumbs to the sticker that you're holding in your hand. And then also describing the logo and giving the origin of our friend the rat to Valerie Camillo was hilarious. Oh, yeah. She was like, all right. <laughs> all right. I'm like, this is my brand right here. Okay, this is yep, my permanent. And we talk about your team every week for some reason but <laughs> bob mckenzie knows that we exist bob mckenzie's uttered the word fly purpley which is still a, a crowning achievement for this <laughs> so podcast. funny very yeah. funny but you know it's what a time what a time but no our friend is not going anywhere but i meant more just you know maybe uh the, our new bernie buddy will be just hanging out you might hear him in the back hopefully you don't hear him in the background too much hopefully he's a good boy no we can hear him. it'll it's all right we, we just, can hear him yeah, yeah i just you know i don't want to deal with too much like i mean I want him to get his takes in. He's going to have some spicy takes, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But I bet he loves... He's going to love Risto. I'll tell you what. Oh, my God. Him and Jonesy can listen, hang out. Listen, his name is Bruce. Bruce. He's South Jersey, born and raised. How can he not like Risto? 
He's from PA. Or, uh, excuse me. All right, then he's Philly raised. Oh wait, is he from Philly? No, no, it's from outside. We gotta drive a little bit, like near Hershey. Oh no, he's from Pittsburgh, isn't he? Oh, uh, he's not from Pittsburgh. No. All right. Well, that's good. No, I, I wouldn't get a Pittsburgh dog. He'd only eat slaw no, you, you can't and have that. just awful takes and. He would steal your French fries every chance he got, and put them on the sandwich. That's not where French fries belong. They're no. aside. Most dogs just most dogs just eat the the, the fries. They get too he soggy on it. the goddamn sandwich, especially when you cover them with a bunch of mayo-based slaw. Like, get out of here, weirdos! Get out of here! Nobody wants weirdos, you. Weirdos, those those Pittsburghers, those, whatever the hell you call ugh, them. No, thank you. Go back. What to are your... they called? Pittsburghers? Yeah, Pitts Pittsburghers. Are they Pittsburghians? Pittsburghians? That doesn't sound right. That doesn't roll off the tongue at all. Pittsburghites? I don't know, but whatever they are, they suck. So I call them shitheads. Am I right? <laughs> burn. Burn. Got them. Sick burn. Sick burn. Let me tell you. Sick burn, Steve. Okay. Wow. I can't believe we're seeing Max Domi's stats at the top of the screen because Ric Flair is over there in his jersey. Yep. He's not. He's not the impact around. player on that team. No. There's there like on the stars alone there I can probably count seven, at least, players <laughs> more impactful than Max Domi. Literally, the top play, scoring player in the playoffs right now is on the ice. Rupe Hints is over there, and they're talking about Max Domi. Get the fuck out of here, no, Jason no, Robertson, number seven. Get out of here. Who's? Let's see who else they got on the. Uh... Is 60, what number is Dodonov? Well, Dodonov's not even playing, I don't think. Is he 62, 63? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> I got nothing for you that front, my friend. You know who does wear a 62, though, Steve? Who's that? The one, the only, Stanley Cup champion, Jason Kelsey of your Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. Jason Kelsey. Nice transition there. Yeah, the Kelster. Jason Kelsey, big fan. Always love Jason Kelsey. I own his Christmas album, for God's sake. Friend of the he, show. On his, I would call him a friend of the show, and he's welcome on the show anytime. And he hosts his own great show, the New Heights Podcast, with his brother Travis. And this week, for some reason, he got a visit from the Stanley Cup itself. And he went down in his personalized Kelsey Flyers jersey and took some pictures with the cup. He put his kid, he put his baby in the cup, which was hilarious. And his kids were like crying. Yeah, <laughs> it and was, he was like just a like traumatic a, event for them. He was like a kid on Christmas. It was great. Like that's how I would be if the Stanley Cup came to my house. Like, oh, kids, we gotta go take pictures with the cup. You're gonna get in the cup and you're gonna like it. Okay, so we have. Uh, all right, we now have visual video evidence of. Ric Flair at the Stars game. Do you I want saw me to that. Play just the sound of it. Sure, do it. All right, here we go. Get ready. He is the most insane old man. I mean. <laughs> He is the most insane old man and props to Ric Flair for, for still doing this shit. And uh, he apparently was not scarred too much by his time doing commercials with Scott Lawton and Travis Sanheim. Oh no. I mean, wow. Remember that's those? quite a, Remember? it's quite an opportunity for him. Quite an opportunity for him. Let me tell you, but no, I, I love seeing Jason Kelsey with the cup. And the obvious joke here is that this is the closest that anybody with a Flyers Jersey on will yeah. come to the Stanley cup for 
a long, long time. Yeah, probably for a lit. Yes, a very long time. I Hopefully think. not. And friend of the show, Danny Briere, will get on top of it and bring a cup back to Philly pretty soon. But yeah, well, well you know what? I'll tell you what. And I'll, I want to say this, and then we can wrap up. But one guy who might help the Flyers' chances of winning a cup significantly, not very far long from now, is the one Cutter Gauthier, who has been godlike at the World Championships for the United States over the last. I saw he was doing some spicy stuff. What do you have his numbers in front of you for what he's been doing over there? So he has scored a team leading. He. Leads the United States in goals with seven in eight games, and he has nine points total. Damn. He scored a hat trick against France, which, like, granted, I could probably do that, but he has been going very hard in the paint ever since the tournament started, and he just scored another goal today, um, Thursday, against, I believe, Czechia. The United States beat Czechia. I'm so excited for Cutter. And Tyson Forrester to play together. Like, dude, we could actually have some guys who could score on the top two lines. In they a look good. Years. Like, I, I still can't believe how good Forrester looked. Like, in his I really brief, hope he makes the team next year. I do. Too. I, I think he has to. Because, like, Gauthier's not. Gauthier's going back to college. I've talked about this a lot. Like, I want to be, I want to be excited about the Flyers. Okay. And guys like Forrester and, and Cutter Gauthier are what I need to be excited. Like young guys with scoring ability. And there's so many guys in the flyers for years that have been good passers. And imagine if we had three guys who actually like pot friggin' goals. Yeah. Cause I think Tippett is a goal scorer. I really do. Now that he finally found his scoring touch this past season, I think Owen Tippett's a goal scorer. And I think Gautier and Forrester have those instincts. They have that killer goal scoring instinct in them. Well, I we talked a little bit about this before, too. And I think what surprised me the most about um, Forrester is like when they drafted him, I thought he was like pure goal scorer and that's it. But watching him in his first handful of games in the NHL, he was good at like everything. Like defensively, he was good. He was setting up players for goals. Like he just looked like a really overall good player. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see that. I hope he comes in and he just dominates. I, don't, I mean, I I don't want to pin that on him so early. I, like, you shouldn't expect a young player to just come in and immediately dominate as soon as they touch the NHL. But, like, he looked really, really good in his I brief time. I love that time. he looked good. I, I, I want to believe, Scully. I want to believe. I do, too. Very much the same. You don't look like uh, Dana Scully. I shouldn't make that comparison. When I made the uh, when I said that Cutter is go- going back to college, for some reason my mind immediately went to the album Milo Goes to College by the Descendants. I'm just Do gonna you... nod politely here. You don't know that you don't know that album? Not really, no. You don't know uh, the song Suburban Home? I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. I might know it if I heard it, but like I, I'm not familiar offhand. I, sorry, not sorry. I know it's, that song. But it's, it's the great. great lyricist Cole Beasley. They're terrific. Okay. They're very good. Milo okay. goes to college. I've heard, one of, the I've best heard punk of the band bands. before, but I, I've never really listened. So Yeah, they're one of the best punk bands of, of I think it was the 80s. They were really big in the 80s. Well, no, I oh. shouldn't say really big, but 
Yeah, their first oh, album. Okay, was... I've definitely seen the name, but I'm not as familiar with them. So, uh, yeah. again, I, I might get roasted for this, but, you know, I also am terrible. I want a suburban home. <laughs> Where'd you go? Suburban Where'd home. Go? <laughs> and, and Quiggs, I just want you to know while this podcast has lasted just about an hour, not quite as long as last week, mind you, in this entire time, Brooks Kepka has not stopped blink he has not blinked once this entire podcast okay you want to hear something crazy what's that i don't know who that is you didn't see this clip the other day i don't think i did i gotta send this to you i gotta send this to you i i only figured out who this guy was because of this clip so give me one second and this will be another oh okay now i know he's the golfer He's the golfer. Did you see the clip where he's clapping and not blinking? Was this at the Panthers game? Yes. I did not see. I saw it, but I didn't see it, if that makes sense. Like, I saw it on my timeline, but I didn't watch it. Oh, you gotta. I'm going to send this to you right now. Okay, cool. You got to watch this because it is like some serial killer shit right here. Tony Romo is also in attendance for the Dallas Stars loss. Impending loss to the Golden Knights. <laughs> oh, they're definitely going to lose if Tony Romo's in the house. <laughs> Here, let me uh, pull this up now. I got to and... say, uh, let me say this. I don't hate Tony Romo that much. People like hate on him. Like I did when he was a player, obviously, but like as a dude, he seems like a solid guy. He seems all right. Yeah. I don't hate him as a commentator. He at this He's getting to the point now where he's just yelling, which is kind of annoying, but it's like... He's absolutely degraded in a way I have seen few sports commentators degrade. Like, he has absolutely gone downhill. He peaked way too early. Yeah, he did. Like, he's gotten worse, but, like, I feel like it's something that he can fix. You know what I mean? Like... You can fix some quicks. Oh, my God. What the hell's wrong with Brooks Kepka? Uh, yeah, K- Kepka? Brett Favara? What the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> it's like a full minute. He's clapping and not blinking once. He's got to be on a drug. <laughs> it's insane. He's got Kodak Black up there. He, he might. He might. Uh, apparently he brought the PGA, I don't know, trophy cup to the game and Brady Kachuk chugged out of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Those Kachuk brothers are unstoppable. What's the sound of chugging... From a sports trophy, Kachuk. Kachuk. All-time commercial. Bring back the commercial. That I, If they do, that would be amazing. That's I am demanding, because EA is the most unoriginal pile of bullshit. I am demanding, and I'm, I, I need to start a petition for this. EA, make Matthew Kachuk your next cover athlete, and bring back the Kachuk commercial. What's the sound of the puck hit in the back of the neck? Net? Kachuk. Kachuk. So good. Honestly, that is the sound it makes. <laughs> it's true. It is. You, you know, puck don't He's lie. Wrong. Puck don't lie. All right, Quigs. I think it's time to wrap up this old show here. But it was a good one. Lots of fun talking to you about the old ice sport. Fun fact, before we wrap this up, I just want to say, Steve and I didn't even bother putting together an outline for this show. We just winged it. And I think I will it went tell quite you, well. Every other week, I have a number of bullet points and factoids and links. Steve puts together the outline. I really just kind of add something sometimes, but he does the outline. 
Today we just rolled without it. There are four lines on my outline <laughs> that I hastily wrote on my phone over certain points in the past two days. I bought a house this week. I have a pretty good excuse. Brooks Kepka clapping, not blinking. Panths swept canes. Kelsey with the cup. Closest someone in a Flyers jersey will get to it. Those are the only notes this week. So we just winged it from there. Yeah. I'd say we did a good job. I think we did all right. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. But the most important thing to remember, folks, before we go, Dallas sucks. Fucking sucks, Steve. Comboys, the worst. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is twitter.com.org.edu.musk. Oh, my God. It crashed in the middle of it. That's it. Show over. What a disaster of a site this has been lately. But anyway, we're still on it for some reason. I don't know. Quiggs, where can people find you on awful, awful Twitter? Find me at Ryan Quiggs and also check out my work for the Hockey News. And also make sure to subscribe to Broad Street Hockey. Thanks. Please subscribe to Broad Street Hockey. And for the Hockey News, you're still doing thumbs up, thumbs down, right? Thumbs up, thumbs down series is still going on. Just did Ivan Provrov today. So oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, that's a good one. I bet you can't even begin to imagine what I gave him. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm sure you took a lot of pride in that article. Uh, I couldn't help. I just can't help myself. I can't help myself. Nicely done. You know? All right. Follow Ryan Quiggs. Follow me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum if it's for hockey purposes. Make it Flyperbole. Flyperbole also on Instagram. Also on TikTok. Still no idea what the fuck I'm doing on TikTok. But it's there. And... Hooray. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, and as Quig said, make sure to subscribe to Broad Street Hockey for all the tangy tent, especially with the draft coming up. Okay? And, remember, come out to the draft party. Gonna be a great time. Yes, it is. Yes. Folks, thank you so much for listening. You're all beautiful, wonderful people, and until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night, and good hockey. Wah, 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 wah. Wah 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 wah